Nestle's Ever Ready, the instant cocoa. Nestle's Quick for great chocolate milk. And Nestle's Chocolate Bars now present Space Patrol. High adventure in the wild, vast reaches of space. Visions of daring in the name of interplanetary justice. Travel into the future with Buzz Corey, Commander-in-Chief of the Space Patrol. In today's transcribed Space Patrol adventure, Buzz and Happy have landed on a distant planet to help 500 enslaved workers escape from a mine. Happy waits in the grounded ship while Buzz walks toward the robot-guarded mine shaft. Can I happy to Commander Corey? Go ahead, Happy. I just picked up something in the viewscope screen. It's one of those robot cargo jobs, and it's heading this way. Happy, those ships never land anywhere in Gabonic except the city spaceport. This one's sure barreling in, sir. If it keeps its present trajectory, it'll land right in the mining area. Land? It's set to crash. Crash? Mr. Ruger's work. We can't stop that ship. It'll explode and destroy every living person in this area. We'll return in just a moment with the thrilling story of Fighting Robots. Space Patrollers, this is Commander Corey. Let me ask you something. When Mom and Dad had their breakfast coffee this morning, did you have a good hot drink? You know, you need a real morning warm-up for all-day power. That's why you should always start the day the Space Patrol way, with a big cup of Nestle's Instant Cocoa. It's just loaded with good hot nourishment for real energy. And Nestle's makes the greatest hot cocoa you've ever tasted. It's rich, it's smooth, it's delicious. It's really out of this universe. And wait till you see how fast and easy it is to fix. And Nestle's Ever Ready is so easy, it just about makes itself. Now listen, here's all you do. You just put one, two, three teaspoons of Nestle's in your cup and add hot water. That's all. Now you're all ready to drink it and get your supply of morning pep. A Nestle's Ever Ready is the complete cocoa, too. You add nothing but water because whole milk and sugar are already in it. You ought to see the lineup around here when they sound the Nestle's call. Everybody goes for that delicious Nestle's chocolate flavor. That goes for me, too. Now why don't you get the Nestle's Space Patrol habit? Ask Mom to stock your galley with Nestle's and drink it regularly, the way we do. And you'll have power to spare. That's Nestle's Ever-Ready Cocoa in the bright red can. And now, today's Space Patrol adventure, The Frightened Robots. Commander Corey and Cadet Happy are in the Terra 5, high above the surface of the planet Gobonic, a world ruled by robots. They've just blasted off from a forest region where they said goodbye to Mono and Anila, Two friends whom the space patrollers rescued from enemies in the principal city of the planet. While Buzz is at the controls, Happy idly adjusts the space patrol periscope, the amazing hyperspace optical device that can show a close-up view of any part of space. You see anything interesting, Happy? There's a train of cars, sir. Probably headed for one of the farming areas outside the city. Kobanik is depressing planet. Still, I hate to leave it. I found a mono and his friends, you mean? Yes. Kobanik won't be free until the robots are overthrown. That might take years. Sure wish we could do something to help them. Well, it's not our job to meddle into other people's internal affairs, Hap. What we've done was just to save Mono's life. We acted as individuals, not as agents of the United Planets. Hey, I thought those trains left the city empty. That's what Mono told us. They brought back full of supplies, and half of them sent to Warmont. Oh, these cars are open, sir. They're like we'd haul ore in, but well, some of them are full of people. Well, farm workers, probably. And they're just jammed into those cars. Oh, those poor people. I know how you feel, huh? That's something we have no control over. Our job is to explore Warmark for radioactive minerals. Better cut off that periscope before you feel worse than you do now. Yes, sir. Hey, we've got to get this to Mono when we let him out of the ship. Oh, look now, his robot control unit. Uh-huh. 
It might come in handy if Mona or any of his friends have to return to the city. Well, perhaps it's just as well Mona doesn't have it. If he's caught with one of the administrator's robot controls, he could think what would happen to him. Agent 7 to Gubonic City calling ARL Camp 21. Commander, it's one of our space officers. Turn up the volume, man. Agent 7 to Gubonic City calling ARL Camp 21. Come in, please. ARL Camp, that's an anti-robot league hideout. ARL Camp 21 here. Go ahead, Agent 7. That's Mono. They're operating already. They've distributed our miniature space phones inside the city. Warn all the league members not to try to enter the city. Don't even contact us by space phone. The robots are rounding us up. We've been betrayed. No, I don't think so. The roundup isn't very selective. But this morning, 500 workers from all sections were picked out and put aboard a work train. They're on their way to the K-Light mines. K-Light mines? How did you find out? The robots broadcasted all over the city. Obviously, it's a disciplinary action. Of course. K-Light is useless. K-Light dust is harmful to human beings. 500 workers are diverted from essential production and sent to the K-Lite mines. There's only one explanation. It's a warning to everybody to stop trying to overthrow the robot. Exactly. Anyone even suspected of aberrationist tendencies, off they go to the K-Lite mines. We'll suspend all activities for the time being. Be careful. ARL Camp 21 out. Now we know where those carloads of people are going. To the K-Lite mines. Oh, that's criminal, half. It's cruel punishment. It's completely useless. I wonder... I wonder just how we're going to make those robots are. You think the administrators, uh, like our friend Roknar, might have more control than they let on? Mm, it's possible. Trouble is, Mono and his friends can't find that out. Only administrators can get near the robot master control. Our periscope could show us that master control. But would that be interfering? Maybe it is. But when robots can send hundreds of innocent people into slavery, I say it's time to interfere. So do I. I'll get that map of the city Mono drew for me. Then we'll use the periscope and find out how that robot system operates. Got it, sir. There's the central administration building. Okay, Hap, now we'll scan it floor by floor with the periscope till we find the master robot control section. Whatever information we find out, we can pass on to Mono. Uh-huh. Well, the lower floor seems to be a headquarters for the robot controls. Uh-oh. Here's something interesting. There's a shaft right down the center of the building. Elevator shaft? It looks like it. I don't see any elevator. Wait. Something's happening at the bottom. A robot just entered the shaft at the ground floor level. There's a hall leading to it from the street. Oh, private entrance for Zards, huh? Apparently. Yeah. The robot is rising straight up the shaft. Look. Wow. Eight, ten, fifteen, probably twenty stories up. Now it's stopped in midair. It touched the controller on its belt. Gravity belt. That's it, huh? Now it's reaching out and pulling itself toward a platform at the side of the shaft. And opening a door. A robot with a gravity belt. Well, not even Roknar had one of those. Evidently, just the robots have them. Now the robot's walking down a corridor. It's opening a door. Hap, look. Handing something to somebody. Hey, that's Roknar. Roknar receiving a message from the robot. And by the looks of that room, that's Roknar's living quarters. Right there in the administration. Now the robot's leaving. If we had one of those belts, we'd get into the administration center. Yeah, and then we could save those people from the, from the K-Lite mines. Yes. Then they go back to Gobanic? Right. We've got those Gobanic work clothes in the ship. Roknar's robot control unit. Uh, how do we get the gravity belts? We can find a robot outside the city walls. We'll inactivate him with the control unit. It'll be dark in the city in about an hour. We'll set the ship down a mile or so from the walls. 
On one of the top floors of the administration building in Gobanic City, Administrator Roknar, in charge of Class H functions of patrol robots, has been summoned to the office of Daruga, Chief Administrator of Gobanic. You realize, of course, that you were the first human being from Gobanic to make a space flight in 300 years. You are now an unknown variable where our computers are concerned. Unknown variables are dangerous to our robot-controlled economy. I don't understand, Daruga. The space flight hasn't changed me. As I explained, I was forced into the ship by these visitors from another solar system. You, Roknar, may have been contaminated by your brief exposure to these two strangers from outer space. Oh, no, no. Uh, they will not trouble us again. It is all forgotten. The computers will not forget. I had to feed false data into the master computer to arrange this shipment of workers to the Kalite mines. Some sections are now shorthanded. That means longer hours, a general speed-up and lower efficiency. Yes? But there will be no more anti-robot talk among the workers. They're thoroughly frightened. Fright, Roknar, is a factor that cannot be measured by the computers. Our robot controls can maintain proper balance only if the human population can be kept calm and placid. Fear and hope of change. These must be kept to the minimum at all times. Yes, I understand. And I will keep my robot patrols alert for any sign of aberration. Very well. You may go, Administrator Roknar. Thank you, Chief Daruga. Special Directive 47 to Class G Robots. Administrator Roknar, in charge of Class H functions of robots, is now under surveillance until further notice. Record and report aberrationist behavior. Deluga. With rockets cut out, the Terra 5 descends to the ground by repelleray a mile from the city. Under cover of darkness, Buzz and Happy make their way to the high wall. Plain, drab coveralls of the Gobanic workers cover their space patrol uniforms. At the gate stands a single robot guard. There's just one of them. He's got a gravity belt. Maybe we can get another one inside. I think he sees us now. I'm going to immobilize him with the control unit. The robot's frozen, sir. I handle this job alone here. I'll take the robot's gravity belt and enter the city. You stand watching the ship. Yes, Commander. No trick to removing a robot's gravity. It's a simple button. It fits me. I'll turn to this knob so that we get to the top of the wall. She wish I were going with you, sir. I'll keep a miniature space ball on her. I'll keep you informed if I have a chance. Right, here goes. Hey, it works. Return to the ship, Happy. Yes, sir. Good luck, Commander. From the top of the wall, Commander Corey looks down inside the city. Seeing no one near, he lowers himself to the ground with a gravity belt. With casual gait, but on the alert, Buzz walks through the streets to the administration building, avoiding the curious inspection of robot patrols by pressing a switch on his robot control unit. A walk down a deserted corridor brings him to a tall shaft extending up to the top floor of the building. Turn the court. That happens. Can you leave me? Yes, sir. Everything okay? Oh, I'm at the bottom of the robot shaft. If I can get up the rope now, the room without being seen. Here goes. The scrambly belt's a great thing. I'll try to pick one up for you on the way back to the ship. Fine, Commander. I'm on the landing ledge. Don't 
try to contact me, Hap. Someone might hear the space phone. I'm entering the corridor now. Get your hands up, Rupna. What do you mean by... Don't try to reach for your robot control. Yeah, I'd better remove it from your belt. I don't want to use this ray gun on you, so behave yourself. You've got to get out of here. If you're found in my room, I... You'll be I... sent to the K-Light mine, perhaps. With the other 500 prisoners. What did you know about that? You answer my questions first. Right now. The administrators rule the robots. Do the robots rule you? I, I don't understand what you mean. Just this. Computers juggled a lot of work quarters and picked 500 human slaves to go to the K-Light mine. K-Light is useless. If those people work in the mines very long, they'll get sick. For many of them, it'll be fatal. Isn't that right? Yes, I suppose so. All right. Was that K-Light deal automatic, or did somebody prime the computers? I want an answer, Rupert. The, uh, the computers may have been adjusted a little. And they could also be adjusted to bring those people back. That's impossible. I think you can find a way to work it out. Even if you burn out a couple of keys in the computers, it's better than forcing 500 people to... Mind poisonous K-Light. The computers cannot be changed, I tell now you. Now, look, now. I can do a lot of mischief to your patrol robots. Your push-button police. I can make you look pretty foolish. I can do all this without hurting a single human being, not even an administrator. You, you wouldn't wreck my robot. Unless you bring those people back from the mines, you will be in the junk business. How about it? Uh, I think it can be arranged. If you give me time to talk to the chief administrator... Of course, he must never know. Ah, but he does know. Uh, Deruga! Both of you stand perfectly still. This weapon in my hand can destroy you both. A move from either of you, and I shall use it. We'll return to Space Patrol in just a moment. Say, here comes Tony Sides. Well, well, I'll be. He's growing a mustache. Who? Me, Captain Tufel? What do you mean? Well, you sure have. It's brown and quite a long one, too. Ah, gee whiz. That's no mustache. That's some Nestle's cocoa. You see, I had a cup just a few minutes ago. Well, I guess I was in such a hurry to drink it, I got some on my upper lip. I'll just lick it off. Gee, that's good. Yes, that's what everybody says, Tony. You know, Nestle's Everetti makes the best cocoa in the universe. It's so rich, so chocolatey, and so smooth. You know, since we got the space patrol habit at our house, all my brothers and sisters drink Nestle's cocoa for breakfast. We love the way it tastes, and boy, we sure love the pep it gives us. Starting the day with a hot drink is real smart, especially when that drink is Nestle's cocoa. You said it, and Nestle's Everetti is so easy to fix, it practically makes itself. You just put one, two, three teaspoons in your cup and add hot water, and that's all there is to it. Milk and sugar are already in Nestle, so you don't have to add a thing. Gang, how about you? If you haven't tried the Space Patrol way to start the day, don't wait anymore. Chow up for delicious Nestle's cocoa. Ask your mom to get Nestle's in the bright red can. And now back to our Space Patrol adventure, The Frightened Robots. Buzz and Happy are determined to save several hundred inhabitants of the planet Gobonic who've been forced to mine the poisonous mineral Kalite. While Happy remains in the Terra 5, Buzz undertakes a daring one-man expedition into the city. With the aid of a gravity belt taken from a patrol robot, 
Buzz rises to the 20th level of the administration building where he encounters Roknar, an official of the robot-ruled government. Just as Buzz obtains a promise from the unwilling Roknar, the chief administrator, Daruga, suddenly appears and holds Buzz at bay with a powerful weapon. Drop your weapon. Go on, drop it. All right. No, Roknar, don't touch it. But, Daruga, I was only going to hand it to you. Indeed. Here I find you in a cozy conference with a worker. A worker who has somehow been smuggled up above the third floor. But he's not a worker. He's Commander Corey, one of the visitors from another solar system. So much the worse for you, Rokner. I was right. You have been contaminated by this stranger. I heard you plotting against the robots. No, no, Deruga. He forced his way in here. He threatened to destroy the patrol robots unless I agree to bring those workers back from the K-Light mine. He's telling the truth, Deruga. Your presence here introduces new factors. Variables with which our computers may be unable to cope. And your administrators will have to do some thinking yourselves for a change. Not if I eliminate the disturbing factor. If I destroy you, now, right here, the robots need never be disturbed with new information. That's it, Deruga. Get rid of Corey and everything will be just as it was before he... He did it! Corey, let go of me! Hold still, Rokner! Let go of him, Corey. You can't escape. There are Z-type robots out on the corridor. How about this window behind me? Beyond it is a straight drop, 20 levels above the street. You see? You are trapped. Come on, Rokner. You're going through that window. No, no, no. We'll be killed. Corey, stop. Stop or I'll fire. If you shoot, you destroy Rokner, one of your own administrators. Corey, have you lost your mind? Keep away from that window. You're going through it if I have to carry you. So long, Daruga. Corey, stop struggling, Rokner. I hate to drop you. This gravity belt should support both of us. We're not falling. We're rising. Rising into the air. Hang on, you'll be all right. Commander Corey took a dead happy. Happy here, sir. A blast off immediately. Pick me up directly over the administration building. If this gravity belt holds up, I'll keep rising. Yes, sir. I've got Roknar with me. They might send some robots up after us, so hurry. Quickly blasting off, the dead happy circles back over the city. A tiny dot on the viewscope shows him that he's picked up Buzz and Roknar ascending vertically over the administration building. Cutting the ship's velocity, Happy heads toward the commander, pressing a button on the rocket cockpit panel to open the outer hatch. Can you come closer, Happy? Yes, sir. This gravity belt doesn't give any horizontal motion, Hap, just up and down. You'll have to maneuver the ship so I can reach the open hatch. Yes, sir. When I get close enough, I'll cut my forward speed with a blast from the nose rocket. Right, Hap. Got to make it on the first pass. Rokner's boss, Daruga, is sending up some robots with gravity belts. Okay, Commander. Get set. I'll get this, Rokner. I'll hold on to you, and you concentrate on pulling us into the ship. Yes, Commander. This is it, Commander. Now, Rokner. Now. I, 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 I got it! We're in the airlock, Happy. Kick on the tail rockets. We're losing altitude. Okay, sir. Nice bit of maneuvering, Happy. Thank you, sir. I got the sedan. All right, Rokna. Watch him, Happy. I'll take over the controls. Hovering in the air over the city. We might have been killed. Yeah? At least it would have been quick. Not like working in the K-Light mines. Well, that reminds me, Happy. I've got to contact Mono. Friend of Corey aboard Terra 5, calling ARL Camp number 21. Corey to ARL Camp 21. ARL Camp 21. Mono here. Go ahead, Commander. Mono, this is about those men that were sent to the K-Light mines. If they escaped, if they survived, could your camp take care of all 500? For a time, so we could distribute them around to the other camps. At least they'd be no worse off at the mines. And spread the word around. You're going to have company. But, Commander, 
Mines are guarded by robots. I've got two robot control units now, plus a technical advisor, Roknar. You've captured Roknar again? Yes, he's here in the ship. If Happy and I deactivate those robot guards, can you lead those 500 men to safety? If you can hold the robots off until the men reach the forest north of the mines, we'd have a chance. Good. I'll pick you up the camp, and then we'll head for the K-Light mines. Corey, out. An hour later, Buzz and Happy have picked up Mono, and now, with the anti-robot leader pointing the way, Buzz heads the terrified toward the K-Light mines. Mines are in that range of mountains just ahead, Commander. We'll set the ship down far enough away to avoid alerting the robots. Then you and I will approach the mines on foot. Can I go with you, Commander? You better stay with the ship, Happy. Keep Rokna locked up back aft. If Mono and I run into any problems, we'll contact you by miniature space. Yes, sir. Happy, get Mono a blaster while I set the ship down. Yes, sir. Leaving Happy in the ship, Buzz and Mono strike out over the ridge for the mines. As Buzz and Mono descend the slope, a breeze charged with an acrid dust blows toward them from the mines. There's one of the outer guard commander. A robot. It sees us. We just keep walking toward it until we're in range to work the control unit. We've got to deactivate the robot before it deactivates us. But how many robots are here at the mine? I think about 25. At least half of them are down in the shaft of the miners. The robot's suspicious. It's coming toward us. I think we're in range now. Okay, stop. I'll use the control unit. Still coming. I'll give it another charge. My control unit isn't working. Use yours. Yes, Commander. Mine doesn't work either. Commander, the robot's reaching for his immobilizer ray. This blaster is likely to arouse the whole camp, but I've got to use it. You got it. Back up the hill quick before the other robots come to investigate. I'll duck behind a stick at Mono. Let's see if we're being followed. There are two robots heading this way. It's not moving very fast. It's curious, I guess. I wonder why our control units didn't work. I've got an idea about that. Contact Happy. Commander Corey to Cadet Happy. Happy here, sir. We had to use a blaster and a robot guard, Happy. The Ruger must have changed the response frequencies on the robots. Our control units don't work. What are we going to do? Pick off the robots one by one with blasters? Well, we can't risk it. The robots might turn on the workers. Now, listen. Get Rupna and bring him here. Maybe he can give these robots direct orders. Can we trust him? We'll have to. Moto and I will be waiting just over the top of the ridge. All right, Rogue, now you can come out now. The commander's got a job for you. A job? What do you mean? The commander will explain. Come on, we're going for a walk. Into the airlock, Rogner. Where are you taking me? We need an expert on robots, and you're elected. Go on, into the lock. Of course, get in. Anything to a... Hey! You... This is the judge I've been waiting for! There. I'd finish you right now. If I were sure, I'd escape from Corey. But this will hold you for a while. Commander Corey to Cadet Happy. Happy, can you read me? Uh, happy here, sir. Happy, where are you? In the ship. Commander, I pulled a boner. Rognar got away. He pulled a sneak punch and knocked me cold. I just came to. I'm awfully sorry, sir. Now, Happy, listen. Stay on guard in the ship. Moro and I are going to try to get into the mines and lead the workers out. For some reason, most of the robots are leaving the area. Maybe Rognar got a warning through. No, he hasn't had time to get there. And he doesn't have a control unit. 
Uh-oh. What's the matter? I just picked up something in the viewscope screen. A spaceship. Spaceship? Yes, sir. It's one of those robot cargo jobs. And it's headed this way. Mono, could it be coming to the mines? That's unheard of. Spaceships are used only to take cargoes to the other planet, Warmark. They never land anywhere on Gabonic except the city spaceport. Well, this one is sure barreling in, sir. If it keeps its present trajectory, it'll, it'll land right in the mining area. Uh, maybe some big-shot administrators are aboard. Human beings never ride in spaceships. Out here on Gabonic, I mean. Robots are leaving just as that ship is coming in. Cap, how far away is that ship? Well, at its present velocity, it should land in about five minutes. Man, looks like it's set to crash. It'll probably explode and destroy every living person in this area. Smoking rockets! Stand by to blast off, Hap. Mona and I are returning to the ship. Racing over the rough ground, Buzz and Mona reach the Terra 5. The incoming robot ship is now plainly visible to the naked eye as the commander rushes to the controls. Stand by for blast off. Close port. Close port. Fire jet. Fire jet. Up, ship and away. Right, Commander. That robot ship isn't leveling off. It's headed straight for the mining area. How are you going to stop it? Those people will be killed. There's just one chance. Destroy it before it gets any closer. Hap, stand by to fire both atom cannons. Standing by, sir. When you're on target, fire. Ship will hit in 15 seconds, sir, unless we blast it first. I'm on target. Fire. I hope that shot's good. You've got it. Robot ship's going low to atom. Crusher must have been terrific back in the mines. Let's hope it didn't do any damage. We'll circle back and inspect frightening thing. That ship had stuck the ground. All those people. Then Daruga or some other top administrator must have given the robots a signal to leave the mines. He wanted his valuable robots out of danger. The administrators say that the master robots are beyond human control. Yes, that's true. But Daruga pulled that ship out of a course that's followed for centuries. It must have changed the master control. Yes. Destroy 500 helpless innocent people. It hadn't been for you, Commander. Mono... Your enemies have given you proof that the robots can be changed. They can be redirected to help humanity, not to enslave it and destroy it. Hey, look at those people down there, looking up and waving. They're waiting for you, Mono. Waiting for you to lead them to freedom. An action preview of next week's exciting Space Patrol adventure in just a moment. Commander Corey calling all space jockeys. Calling all space jockeys. Accelerate jets. Full speed ahead if you want to get in under the wire, because today is absolutely the last time we will ever be able to offer you a sensational rocket cockpit for your very own. A gang, don't miss out. The rocket cockpit is so much fun, all equipped with moving view scope, operating speed controls, our secret star drive, master dials that give you the official space patrol code, and atomic cannons that really fire. Now, this rocket cockpit is a real model of the one I fly, so you know it's scientific and complete. Now, here's how you get yours. Send your name and address and 25 cents along with two wrappers from any Nestle's chocolate bars to Nestle, Box 54, St. Louis, Missouri. That's Nestle, Box 54, St. Louis, Missouri. And do it right now, because this offer will never be made again. And I want all of you to have the thrill of flying with your own rocket cockpit. And now, a preview of next week's exciting Space Patrol adventure. Buzz is descending the face of a cliff on the planet Gobonic. Rescue his friend Mono on a ledge below. In their spaceship on top of the cliff, Happy contacts the commander by spaceophone. How are you doing, Commander? I've got to go down another hundred feet, Happy. If I can get to Mono before that robot does. Mono. Mono, answer me. What happened, Commander? Mono collapsed down there on the ledge. The lead robot got him with an immobilizer ray. Smoking rockets, 
Can you reach him before the robot? If I do, I'll be in range of the immobilizer. I know. Use your blaster on the robot. From this height, I might hit Mono. And there are five more robots closing in. Be with us again next week for the thrilling Space Patrol story, A Planet in Peril. Space Patrol, created by Mike Moser, starring Ed Cameras, Commander Corey, and then Osborne as Cadet Happy, was written by Lou Houston. Produced and directed by Larry Robertson. Executive producer, Helen Moser. Other players were Ken Mayer, Norman Jolly, Bela Kovach, and Tony Sides. Dick Tufel speaking. This week's Space Patrol was brought to you by Nestle's Everetti, the instant cocoa. Nestle's Quick for great chocolate milk and famous Nestle's chocolate bars. This program is broadcast for armed forces overseas to the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Space Patrol came to you transcribed from Hollywood. This is ABC Radio Network.